You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I'm your host and moderator, Joe Morkle. With me, as always, the two tiny wheels in the back to my big-ass wheel in the front, Sean Keller. And Mike Pareto. We're still still shifting. We're we're a motorized big wheel. (laughs) This is a little nonsense. In a paperless world, speech-to-text has never been more important, or unreliable. That's why Google is proud to announce the new Google Dict. Google Google Dict makes dictation easy and more reliable than ever. By secretly monitoring and recording everyone's conversations all the time, our advanced (laughs) machine learning software can help you create the perfect final draft as you're brainstorming the first. (laughs) Dear Susan, I I don't know a good way to put this, so I I guess I'll just say it. God, it's so so hard to say this. My dearest wife, Susan, (laughs) there is no eloquent way to put this, so I will be direct. I know. I know about you and Jose. I am aware that you are fucking the gardener. (laughs) I just, I just can't take it anymore. I love you and I love the girls, but I just, Jose, Jose, oh my God. I am leaving you and our children because your secret sex partner has a larger reproductive organ than mine. Goodbye, Suze. Goodbye, Lizzie and Ella. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Goodbye, I hung myself in the garage. Here are the nearest funeral homes in your area. <laughs> Google dicked. Get dicked. <laughs> Thank you, Hamlet Ebenezer. <laughs> I hug myself in the garage. Let us go eat some Taco Bell. <laughs> look, it, look at it. If you look at it head on, it looks okay. You look at it at the side, like directly. That is just sad. I don't know. It, it looks like a beard to me. If what? someone, if if you raped someone and I was a witness, I'd be like, the, the this man had, had a beard. beard. <laughs> This yeah, was wearing, okay, he was beard. wearing a Batman hat, and he had a beard. Uh, he had a the beard. suspect, he had, he's kind of a beard. <laughs> Do you think the police ever chuckle to themselves when someone says, he was wearing a hat? <laughs> now we'll that's, get him. <laughs> that's really helpful. Thank you. <laughs> he can't take Sean, that off. Sean, when you, when you laugh, it's rocking your microphone, and there's a sound. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'll try not to laugh. Yeah. 
That's probably <laughs> for that'll the best. make for a great show. <laughs> no, it's so my the sketch- only note for this show is Sean needs to stop fucking laughing. <laughs> the sketch, the sketch artist would draw the beard, and then the guy looking at it would be like, eh, and he would turn the pencil around and erase part of the beard. <laughs> <laughs> I need sort of like a sponge-shaped eraser for this. I gotta dab it. Yeah, one of those yeah. one of those clay erasers, and you just sort of press it a little bit. Yes, a clay eraser, an eraser with holes in it. A, a Swiss eraser. I believe. <laughs> I believe that's what that's called. Joe's got a Swiss beard. <laughs> I do have a Swiss beard. <laughs> I didn't know you were Swiss. No, they're <laughs> I would say I'd say your beard is better than any Swiss man I've ever met. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's for sure. Because I've never list. met a Swiss man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one guy down at the uh, chocolate shop, Hans, and yeah. he was Swiss. Yeah, he didn't have a beard at all. No, he had a bunch, he had a bunch of holes out. in him. <laughs> it's the goatee. The goatee is is fine. That's oh, yeah. a fine fine goatee. Well, I mean, Joe did say that's where it grows. <laughs> That he could totally well, easily grow a goatee, but you yeah. need—it's the stick to itiveness is going to get you to the beard. Yeah, it's—it's it's not. It the takes go- time. The, yeah, the goatee time. is just I'm, the starter. I'm almost forty. I know how my face grows. You hair, just, Sean. <laughs> you just have to—you just have to force it out with sheer willpower. It takes. Ah! <laughs> oh, I just shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, but how's the beard? It's better. It's—it's it's there. It's better. It's <laughs> yeah, it's kind of there. <laughs> Look at it. There it is. <laughs> but the beard on his ass is th- thick. And full. Voluptuous, I'd say. Mm. It's braided. <laughs> when did you have time to do that? While we were speaking. Who says he did it himself? <laughs> I can braid your hair, but I need you to stand behind me and bend over. <laughs> the worst Renaissance fair ever. <laughs> <laughs> but Come authentic. on into the tent. <laughs> the guy, oh, he had a tent, and he, he took twenty dollars. What did he look like? <laughs> well, he, had, he had kind of a beard and a hat. <laughs> he was wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, police police sketch artist. Uh, that'd be a job, right? How do you get that? That is job? a job. Is that on LinkedIn? <laughs> is it just like whichever detective is like doodling, and they're like, "Hey, Gary, that's pretty good." And they're like, we got an opening, you know, Sharon's leaving next month. And uh, <laughs> these doodles could be uh, could help fight crime. Or do they go to art school? And they, then they're like, so they those, those sketches have to work, right? Because they wouldn't keep doing them if they didn't work. I, I'm really I'm really weirded out by the court sketch artists because they're not allowed to photograph. So they just get someone who draws they like, make cartoons, a really yeah. realistic <laughs> like why why can't they just take a picture? It's it's got to be like a tradition thing, right? Uh, well, it, also a picture can't capture the mood of the room the way an artist can. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't it have I to be like a holdover. The angst doesn't it have to be so the, a holdover artist, from like the white wigs. The artist is like, well, they're still doing that over in the UK, right? But but, uh, but why they have it has to be based on or seated the, in tradition, so, right? Yeah. So so the artists are not like. Obviously, uh, everybody in the courtroom is not just sitting there waiting for an artist to draw them. Like, they're, right? Uh, they're they're just making it still. up, right? Like they're like, 
Yeah, this is like uh, kind of a thing that happened like ten minutes ago, right? I mean, they're not. Is, it, is they're there not like basing a, it on? I could maybe see the reason of like if you take one picture, which is one twenty fourth, you know, of a frame, whatever. It's just a moment, and if you have like a four hour long trial, maybe the the guy looks really guilty in that picture you took. Like I kind of get it from that standpoint. You, Why you does that matter, though? Well, because if it's going out to a newspaper that everyone looks at it and they go, oh, that guy's guilty. Yeah, but but they're not determining whether he's guilty, so why That's does it true. matter? <laughs> not, well, not yeah, yet. Eventually, eventually, criminal liability will be decided upon by voting through your phone <laughs> American like Idol, American yeah. Idol or, <laughs> well, or The Voice. I, I, was trying, I was trying to give the job a purpose, but clearly there is none, right? <laughs> do you think? Do you think that, like, on their off time, they're doing caricatures of people at fairs because they seem like kind of the same artists. Well, it'd be funny if there were court every time room I've caricature artists. A cri- every time I've committed a crime, I've been sketched uh, riding a unicycle <laughs> while it would be juggling. Funny. It would be funny if they were like, "All right, ma'am, is this the person you saw?" And he had this big head and like a big wacky cigar out of his mouth. He's on a skateboard. <laughs> He's throwing a football. <laughs> Have you guys have you guys seen that? Everybody's seen man this. That raped you. Everybody's seen this at this point. But have you seen that Liberty Mutual commercial with the, Liberty, the character artist? Liberty. No. <laughs> where there, where she's, they show the caricature artist and she's drawing someone. She's like, "What do you think?" And it's and it's a guy. The picture is a guy with like this super long baseball cap. And he's eating a sub sandwich, and he's got like a, and he's and he's and he's got a he's got like a a, a video camera, and it cuts to the guy, and he looks just exactly like, <laughs> and he's like, he's got the sandwich, and his his bill is like six feet long, and he's like, it's just always got a sandwich. Eh, I don't see it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if the sketch artist turned the pad around, and it was a perfect picture of the sketch artist holding the pad <laughs> with his face on it yes that is the person <laughs> man yeah I, I do wonder though is that a job that you have a police-based education and then you're a good sketch artist or do you go to art school and they're like you know there's an opening at the police department i would say it's much more likely that you have an art background for sure huh all right well, Why would it matter that you have a police background, Sean? <laughs> I'm trying to figure this I've out. I've like, solved what? so many crimes, now I can draw pictures of people no, it's based just, on a description. It's because of the way that the world works, where it's who you know, it's not what you know, right? It's like, I feel like someone who's in the police force, who's a decent artist, is going to get that job over someone who, like, no, I went I, to Juilliard and I drew pictures. They, they, like, they, they want to catch criminals. Job? Nobody wants that job, right? <laughs> well, somebody's got to want it because they're doing it. My name is my name is Jean Pierre. I am the most famous sketch artist, police sketch artist in the world. <laughs> is my pictures are hanging on in the Louvre? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the most famous police sketch artist? Remember, Re- remember Remington. He shot up that school. I drew his picture. That's <laughs> uh, uh, Steve Weinerheimer. All uh, right. Yes. Swiss fella. Full of holes. Yeah, full of holes, that guy. He's got a lot of holes every, in every, his story. Every story ever told. <laughs> yeah. We went to the same place. That was not that was not a good joke. Sorry. We're going to have to... It's not It's not good if someone... if In your head, if I thought of it, that was not a good joke. That's the criteria <laughs> I use. 
Did Sean make that? Oh, it was more. Fuck. It was more of like a no. Nobody, even we, didn't laugh at it. And we both came up with the same idea. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's probably a better indicator. That's that's a good metric. <laughs> well, it didn't make any of us laugh. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. My God. I used to have a joke. I used to have a joke about uh, a police sketch artist. Oh, I, I thought when uh, when carnivals closed down. The, the guy who guesses your weight at the carnival, I, I thought, what would he do for a living in the off-season? And it was maybe police sketch artist. Because uh, it's, sort of, it's sort of like a magic trick, right? You're just taking the information and then doing so it's the like a reverse, it's like reverse engineering. The, he was 185 pounds. And you weren't... He, he, the guy has to sketch a person who is 185 pounds as opposed to guessing that the guy was 185 pounds. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, it could be it could be four feet tall, three feet wide, or it could be six feet tall, two feet wide. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those. I, we either got ourselves uh, Michael Phelps or Danny DeVito. One of those two guys <laughs> is, the, is the guy who stole your car. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to give me some more details. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, was he wearing a hat? Help me narrow this down. <laughs> <laughs> was it a blue hat oh my god i know who you're talking about <laughs> it's frank <laughs> frank always wearing those blue hats and stealing cars i knew it was frank frank's a piece of shit fuck fuck frank also a noted car thief and just escaped from jail <laughs> okay <laughs> just i believe it adding, perhaps adding some more context to the frank story Perhaps my uh, unique talent could be of service to you. Uh, do you find this Frank? <laughs> the most well-known uh, sketch artist. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> accent. <laughs> it's actually not that bad. Oh, thanks. It's, not, it's really Sorry, not. It's not French that bad. people. Uh, if, I, if I can derail things completely. Please. I had a conversation with someone recently, and I wanted to pose the question that arose from it to the both of you. It's about Harry Potter. Ooh. Ah. Uh, specifically, Severus Snape. Mark In your opinion, character. is he a good guy? <laughs> Who's going to go first? Um, Whichever one well, of you is ready to expound. I, I will go first. I think that if, it's, if, you're, if you're speaking in binary terms and you're standing at the gates in, of heaven and have to decide if he's good or bad, yeah, he's a good guy. Is he a good guy? No, he's he's a piece of shit. He was like emotionally abusive to one particular child, but many children. Uh, he don't used you think his... that would exclude him from the first category at the well, gates no, of heaven? No, but again, it's it's, <laughs> well, it's, he, it's he was okay in the end, but he was <laughs> he was mostly a huge piece of shit. Well, look, it's it's like when it when it really counted, you know, could could you count on him to do the right thing when it really mattered most? Yes, you could. Uh, so does that, you know, dismiss everything else he did? Eh, it's why it's really tough to say, was he good or bad? He was obviously well, I, I both. Think, Sean, you're making an important distinction between a, a being a good person and being a servant of good. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's precisely it. He was not a good person. He was ultimately on the right no, side. He was, he was a very um, petty. Bitter. bitter uh, yeah. Bitter, yeah I, obviously... Um, held a lot of uh, of hatred for for James Potter that spilled over onto Harry, uh, a child, yeah, you know, uh-huh. 
unnecessarily. Um, he also, he, you know, he he did, he, even though he was commanded to do it, he did he did kill Dumbledore. He murdered Dumbledore essentially, which. But big difference. He was dying. I know. I, and, it was at Dumbledore's request. Like, but as far as as far as the bad things he servant, did, that's like the least bad. Yeah, I agree. It's, I agree. I, okay, as far as being a servant of good, uh, he to me he's the most virtuous person in the entire series. In Whoa. that sense, because uh, wow. because he he is the one who has most reason to not do the right thing. And he and he ha- he struggles constantly with with his own issues throughout and you know that we've just discussed that that make him kind of a bad person, but in spite of all of that, he constantly he's he's ever serving the right cause and ends up doing the right thing and, and which leads to you know victory essentially for the good side. It's clear it's it's clearly different in many ways, but it is slightly akin to Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi hoisting the emperor up and throwing him down the chute. Like he he was this evil prick who did a lot of really bad shit, but then like at the very end when he needed to he he had every reason like you said Mike to become a, a horrible person and to just stay on that side. Uh, or not every reason, but every temptation maybe. Uh, to to be a bad guy, but he yeah, still. I think, I think in spite of all resisted, of that, yeah, he, he resisted. He did, the yeah, he did I I disagree with things. a lot of what you said about him being uh, virtuous and fighting his nature. He didn't fight his nature at all. He was a horrible person throughout. The only reason he switched sides was because Magic Hitler killed the woman he was obsessed with his whole life. He he only switched out of revenge and spite. Hmm. And that's what fueled him. He still believed that muggles and muggle-born were basically, you know, less than and of no value. And he was a dick. But wasn't, wait, wasn't Lily, uh, she wasn't a pure, no. purebred, right? So, so he didn't, like, fundamentally hate everyone who wasn't, or who was muggle-born. Well, obviously, he didn't just no, I can't, not I, fundamentally I can't, hate them. I can't he be loved racist. I have black friends. It's that argument. <laughs> I guess. I, he, he is maybe perhaps the most reluctant hero, I guess. He's is an what anti-hero. You're saying, I'll give him anti-hero. But, but I mean, like, just, like, really did not want to do the right thing. Like, he kind of had to. Like, he, he, the, the he, circumstances, did the right, he did the right shit for the wrong reasons. I, I don't know. I kind of had to is... I, he did it because he was... In love with somebody. That's was, not love. Was an, that was an obsession. Unrequited, it was an unrequited love type situation. It was kind of infatuation, wasn't it? Snape I don't was know an if we can... incel edgelord who was obsessed with Lily. You... And it, nothing he did about anything was was a healthy, good reaction. I want to I build on this, but get slightly off topic. Uh can you be in love with someone that you don't have a relationship with? Right. Yes. Cause it, like it, it was like in, but, but where is the line between infatuation and like, I was in love with the, per- like, do you have to meet the person well, to be in love uh, with them? You see me, them in a coffee I, shop and you're, you know, to me, infatuation is more of a, is more about a physical obsession with somebody or like wanting to have a, have a physical interaction with somebody. And I mean, yeah, there's, there's an element of, of just, being fixated on a person to that, but 
I, I think that in the case of in the case of Snape, it was more of an unrequited love type situation. I guess I never got the impression that Snape and Lily were particularly close. Like they, I I, like, I totally disagree. I think you need to really I think you need to reread. I, I, I'm, with, I'm with Mike on that one. When they I, were I, children, I, I defer to you guys. Yeah. I defer because I, I don't remember them having a, a a friendship so much as like they talked a couple of times in the hallway, sort of thing. So no, I think if you, if you reread the Half Blood Prince, you'll change your mind on that which is my favorite and i absolutely will reread it they're they were quite close in school okay and uh you know i it was a situation where she sided with a kind of jock type guy right um over the nerd over over like a goth basically it's more more like a goth than a nerd i think i mean he was goth incel edgelord yeah but Snape was <laughs> Snape. Snape was a way better student than James was. Like James was kind of a fuck up, and Snape was actually like yeah, had James, mastery over his craft. But James was like popular and hot, and like you know he's he's right. the guy that that you know, I, I just for lots just of think, reasons people in high school go for that type of person. It just I is just what it I is. remember I remember being Snape being more more than just like it was more than just a goth thing. Like Snape was like a smart kid who just got picked on right those are not mutually exclusive things no they're not i'm sorry yeah no, sorry, I, sorry goth you, listeners you're right and also he was uh, you know wouldn't it be he, weird if we discovered we had like a really big goth following <laughs> <laughs> all of our listeners are goths after this episode we get zero downloads <laughs> down from one I, I mean, listen, if, if that is what I learned, that all of our listeners are, are goth, I, I, for any live appearance we ever do, I will completely <laughs> full just, just full goth. I, I, You're listening to I a little goth it. sense. The world is bleak and meaningless. Gentlemen, what do you want to talk about? Uh, the angst to my sadness, Sean <laughs> Keller. <laughs> He was a Slytherin for all of the reasons that uh, people get sorted into that house. He was trying to slither into Lily's DMs. (laughs) But, Joe, how much have you had to drink where I didn't get a bell and I instead got a (laughs) what-what? Apparently, the answer to that is enough. It must be the beard. (laughs) It's growing on My beard's a little tight. Yes, Joe's beard, yes. (laughs) Sorry, Mike, please. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Uh, I, I, I struggle with this because Snape is my favorite character in Harry Potter. He's a great character. He's just not yeah. a great person. No, and that's <laughs> why he's a great character. Sure. I, I, I think that Darth Vader's a great character. If you weigh not a good if, person, every you know, if you if you think of every action that you take in your life as having some kind of weight to it, uh, and I think if you weighed the actions of Snape. You would find that he 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 wins in that category. His the weight of his actions lean toward good. Also, See, Vader's I, not a great person because he's more machine than he is person. That's true. That's a great. <laughs> he's point. just fundamentally not a good person. Well, okay, here's, so here's Vader, a, Mike, Vader Mike, killed billions I, of people. I yeah. mean, there's no. Before we go off on a Star Wars tangent, <laughs> let me just let me just go back and say I I disagree uh, with with Rachel and Batman Begins. Uh, your your what's inside does matter. So Snape did a bunch of good things, but not for good reasons, and that fucking matters. Yeah, I mean, all of his reasons were selfish, 
Uh, I mean, they, I actually, they had to line up. They had to line up perfectly, right? It had I, to be that this particular guy killed this woman that he loved. I fundamentally That's, disagree with that premise. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> no discourse I, here on little nonsense. <laughs> I just do. I I think that lots of us have have inclinations toward bad things. Yes, and, and we I do, do the, and we and we do the right thing instead. And that's a that that matters. The actions matter, but so does what drives them. Well, but so I mean, like, are, I guess I'm confused. Are you are you at all attempting to excuse the way that Snape treated Harry? I am not. No, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not. No, I, I, I can't. I, or I any think other you have child. to. Because if no, he was he, really trying to do the right thing, no matter what scenario. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking about weighing the totality of his actions. You can't. You you have to look at the whole picture, you know. I, I think that uh, the way that he treated Harry and, and other students is reprehensible, but taking other actions, other great actions to prevent tremendous evil, is just See, I weighs, don't think he just was, weighs more. I don't, but I don't. I seriously don't believe he did it to prevent greater evil. He did it because fucking Voldemort killed Lily. It's revenge. I see what you're saying. It's and not like it's not like he he killed her and then Snape went, "Oh shit, this guy's not great. I need to bolt." I understand, but he knew he knew the power of Voldemort. He knew that if he sided with Voldemort, he could essentially have whatever he wanted. And I I I think that his love for Lily just outweighed it. And I think that matters. I I give it absolutely no weight. I'm really I'm really torn in the middle of you guys because I see both your points and I don't know who to agree with and I am not capable of having a thought of my own. So well then uh, the ofi- <laughs> the official position of a little nonsense is we have no position. The triumvirate is split with one in absention. <laughs> I'm perpetually in absention. <laughs> That's the, the title of my autobiography. Well, I, I think in the case of Snape. <laughs> You know, I there is no answer to that question. I think he's well. There would be if Sean weighed in. That's how the triumvirate works. He's I, a great character just, because he's complicated. I just I think you're both right. I but the question is the question is do your motives matter? I think is the real question because if Mike, what you're saying is that the weight of his good actions outweigh the weight of his bad actions. What Joe is saying is that he only did those good actions because of selfish reasons. So the question is, does your motive matter? If you're, if you ultimately, if your actions are good, does it matter if you're acting selfishly or out of revenge or coming from a, the dark side? Does that well, matter the, the if answer, you're doing good? The answer is legally speaking and and morally speaking. Yes, I suppose your motives obviously matter. Okay, it, but I'll take it. But if you're looking at <laughs> ding, <laughs> the thing for the problem for me is that his his motive was not corrupt. His motive to me was love. And and Joe will say it's oh, well. Lo- he that was a revenge. His motive, his motive is revenge. No, to me, his motive is love. <sighs> I think those are, that's where we're fundamentally. I don't. Disagreeing. I don't recognize Snape's feelings as love. I I do. I'm sorry. I do. And I, I'm I'm I have to reread because again I I'm leaning towards Joe because I'm I, feeling I like it's one of those. Snape believed he, he loved Lily. Right. But he loved Lily the way like a stan loves the celebrity that they're stalking and standing outside their their window just watching them eat soup. 
that's that's where I'm at too, and maybe I need to reread Half Blood, like you said, Mike. But that's what I'm where saying I'm... is that Snape was Lily's Stan. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's I, it. I, we, we we have to bring in J.K. Rowling. All right, let's go to the phones. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting to the phones. First caller, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we perhaps I don't know. I I haven't read the book recently enough to like definitively weigh in on it. But that I think is the real question: is was he motivated out of revenge or love? And that there's your answer. But we clearly don't have it. I think he was heartbroken. Well, okay. Well, let's move on. We have to move on. We have to. We, <laughs> we have do. To. We have to. We have important things to talk about. We do. We don't know like, what they're going to be, <laughs> but they're going to happen. That's right. So. AIDS. <laughs> Sleep. It's a necessity for life. Most people don't get the rest their body and mind need. And what little sleep people are getting is super boring for other people to watch. <laughs> don't true. make your sleep a total snooze fest. Get dancer sleep. <laughs> <laughs> With a complete dancer sleep system, your unconscious body will be manipulated by a series of hydraulic pistons, gears, <laughs> and steel cord tethers to perform amazing and exciting dance moves, new and old. Anyone watching you dancer sleep will be absolutely enthralled as you count sheep while doing the electric slide. Hit the sack and start waltzing or snore away while you both whip and nay-nay. <laughs> Dancer sleep. Pairing sweet dreams and sick moves. <laughs> I so think the, that that the would... The premise is that people, people, are, wa- people are watching you sleep? I, like, I think, I think I you're mean, burying people are the watching lead, you. Mike. You're burying the mm. lead. If, if you told me there was a machine that could exercise me while I was unconscious, everyone would buy the shit out of that. Oh, it's not exercising you. It's tossing you around yeah. like a rag doll. No, no, it's, <laughs> your muscles aren't doing any work. Oh, well, fuck. It's all, never it's mind all then. being done by hydraulics and gears and steel cord tethers. Oh. Well, then, then the only thing I'll add is that the whitest thing I've ever heard was when you just said, Joe, both whip and nay-nay. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I wrote that down, knowing how, how I would say it. I take it back then. That would be the whitest thing I ever heard, was you laughing at your own <laughs> <laughs> devising of that phrase. I know what <laughs> I sound like, so... <laughs> I see. I, I do think, though, if they created something that could uh, move my muscles, and, and, I mean, wouldn't that be the best thing in the world? Eight hours of exercise every day? Yeah, exercising yeah, without actually exercising would be amazing. Good luck. Why haven't they good done that yet? Sleeping through that—it's like you're saying. Well, yeah, they can put is, you I'm in a coma sleep can't on a they? treadmill. I don't know. Can't they, I, can't they chemi- chemically induce a coma to make you unconscious? What, what do they do when they put you under for like wisdom tooth surgery? They give you a- anesthesia. Yeah. Can't you do that? So so give me anesthesia and then work me out for eight hours. How how are they ripped. working you out? Stimulating your muscles with. <laughs> With with some kind of like electrical Electro, signal, yeah. What, yes, electrical the, part, the part you were leaving out, Sean, is just moving your arm doesn't exercise the muscles in it. Unless well, sure, there has to be resistance. You, well, also you have to move it. The muscles have to be doing the work. So well, but that's where saying, my Sean electrical is, yeah, but, impulses come in. But you're talking like what, like 
$8,000 a day? Like, I mean, how much does it cost to put someone under for eight hours and stimulate their muscles? I mean, it's Look, like maybe huge... just Maybe just for one hour a day. Well, just oh, go, also, just go fucking work out. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's it is important to note, Sean, that every time you're put under, there is a chance you won't wake up. Well, what I'm yes. saying though is it's a time saver, Mike. It's not about laziness. That, that, I'm not a that, I'm not a big old lazy bones. I'm that, just saying it, it is for me. I, even with the chance of death, if I could be worked out <laughs> in a chemically induced coma, I, I would take that. It's, well, it's, it? it's a fact of science that any anytime anyone says they don't work out because they don't have time, it's that's false. Yeah, that's correct. That's, that's, that's just not true. And I know so. that because I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make the time to do the things you love. That's why I raped all those cats. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Four hours. Worth. I was I was hoping to get eight hours of sleep last night, but. Uh, <laughs> Settled on four, but it was worth it. Too many cats. <laughs> too many cats. One too many cats. <laughs> One is too many cats. <laughs> I think it's what you were getting at. <laughs> How many cats did this guy rape? 36 cats. One is too many. <laughs> oh, it'd be so easy to rape a cat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm we're, just being. We're, I'm just moving, utter nonsense. We're moving away right from now, the cat rape. Okay, no more cat rape. <laughs> All right. Dog. So disappointed. <laughs> no, no, dog. Dogs I really would be a challenge. To talk about cat rape. Gosh, Some if only it were so easy to rape other things. That's what <laughs> Sean is saying. Dogs would be a challenge. Is this an even episode? <laughs> I hope not. Because <laughs> I'd like to cut all of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're both going to be cutting all of this. <laughs> Tell me, in the new Jurassic World Dominion movie that's due out with uh, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and Chris Pratt, uh, and Bryce Dallas Howard, there has to be a line in the script that just says, this makes Ian Malcolm laugh, right? Like, they have to do some fan service and give Goldblum a good laugh line. Your I thoughts. Mean, I, I thought Sheboygan, Wisconsin. You're on the air. I thought uh, I thought Calrissian was going to be in the Force Awakens. So how do I know? <sighs> I know Not you a saying goddamn thing. Abandon all hope, you yeah, nerds. I am expecting yes. fan no, service. For, in this case, I think I think that nobody in charge over there is like, yeah, we gotta we gotta get that Goldblum laugh. Like that's a priority. Like I don't I just isn't, don't it, think isn't that's that so happening. sad? Isn't that so sad that they like they get these actors to come back and basically just do this victory lap and there's no one in charge who, who has knows the, anything? Yeah. Who's plugged into just the fan service of like, hey, let's just throw them a bone just for a second. They'll lose their fucking minds. Like they'll lose their minds for the whole year if we just do this one little thing. And they're like, no we're and when they and when they dinosaur. do when they do do that, they're totally wrong about what they pick. Like it's <laughs> not it's it's never <laughs> yes it's never the right thing. Cite some examples, please. I I can't right Look now. This, I'm sorry. The sequel, I, the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is filled with them. It, it is, and I I wish I could. I wish I were less intoxicated right now because I probably could cite some, but. Well, I mean, they've got. And it would be like, funnier probably if I did, but uh, I don't. I don't. I, they, I gotta. They, I gotta go. I gotta. I'm leaving forever. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
No, but like, okay. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) A a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, I I don't know. I I guess the sequel trilogy to Star Wars really is my latest, uh, in in my, the most vivid in my memory of these like legacy tour things that are happening. I mean, there was Indiana Jones 4. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but there seems to be more, right? They got the well. There's remakes. There's the trains, planes, and automobiles remake that's happening. <laughs> yeah, most recently um, we heard about that one. Yeah. But there's all sorts Six of Hollywood. Six years ago, saying, there was RoboCop. There, there's a new Matrix movie coming out. Robo, that RoboCop totally missed the mark of what made the first one awesome. Did it? Yeah. I don't. Rec- I don't think I saw it. Not a movie I had even considered seeing. Well, you know, RoboCop uh, being my fifth favorite movie. I, I wanted to see what they did with the with the reboot, and I wish I hadn't. Hmm. Um, but there there it is. I will say uh, one one movie that kind of fits the bill of what we're talking about that I liked was Creed, uh, and even Creed Two uh, in the Rocky universe, and that's because Sylvester Stallone has never relinquished the creative control over that franchise. He's always been like the guy. And so when he's made all these movies and in like this reboot, he's able to throw in the fan service because he's in touch with what the fans want. He's fucking Rocky. So he's hearing it every day of, hey, you should do this. Hey, I love this. Um, And he's able to do that. It's not like a bunch of studio heads saying, well, you need to put in this sex scene and do this and that. But he could just be like, well, no, I'm going to not make the movie. George Lucas, you know, had full creative control over the prequels. And I, I don't know. Those went great, great. great. I don't know how great of a job he, he did. <laughs> a plus. That's a good point, Mike. Yeah, he. I mean, he, it depends on the person, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I respect his his vision for the prequels. I think he, particularly the political stuff, was really actually pretty good. Even the aesthetic didn't bother me that much. I mean, yeah. I guess it could it should have been more of a used future, but like could, there was a lot of shiny shit. But it wasn't like that awful. Even a used no, universe is gonna have writing, rich people. Sure, it's mostly the writing, acting, and directing that was terrible. Um, well, and when just you, those you're looking three at, gigantic things. <laughs> well, and you're looking at royalty too. I mean, like the queen of an entire planet. Yeah, fucking. Of course, her ship's gonna be shiny. It's gonna be well, shiny. Actually, as fuck. I, I don't know yeah. why. I don't know how we got distracted onto talking about shiny ships. I guess it was the used it was, universe it was thing. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry. It actually makes perfect sense to have a shiny ship because you're going to take less damage from lasers with a shiny mm. ship. I mean, wait, well, is that science? Of course it is. <laughs> well, why? Wait, why is a shinier ship going to deflect lasers, Mike? Because because the light bounces off of it. That's that's and why la- it's shiny. And the Star Wars lasers, those are just light. How do they damage a ship if they're just shooting light? Well, so it's actually now you right. know why it's our lasers plasma, don't. isn't it? It's probably plasma, but they're called lasers. So. They are called lasers, but but plasma though is is a form of light. Even still, no, though, no. You're, you're you're likely with that with that kind of surface to get to to get a lot of the heat energy to just 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 go to bounce off. I mean, you're just going to get. So, would a mirror like a, a completely mirrored exterior on your ship? Would that be the most? Effective I against. Would, I would think lazy. so. Yeah, I mean, it just it seems practical to me. Huh. Also, make your ship practically invisible in space. Just make it black. No, it, it would look the mirror. Black. The mirror. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> I was like, oh yeah, space is black. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it would look like whatever's behind it, basically. Huh. At all times. There's very little light out there. All the starlight would that be That ship looks exactly like our it. ship. Kill it. <laughs> it's firing too. I bet you Space Force is gonna have is gonna have uh, mirror exterior aircraft spacecraft. The show or the real Space Force? No, no, our our National Space Force. Ah, uh, okay. You know because because it's so fancy and expensive looking. Because <laughs> they're because they're so they're they're smart. They would it's gotta would look know. like Flash Gordon. Savior of the universe. <laughs> That's the only good reason for them to have made that movie. Is so that Queen would write that song. <laughs> there are some uh there are some movies that I, I I can't remember any right now, but I feel like are only justified by the soundtrack that came the along. The Star with Wars that. prequels. <laughs> Even those soundtracks aren't that good. Oh my god, are you kidding me? No. They're so good. They're, not. they're so oh, they're, good. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're amazing. Okay, especially on. especially Phantom Menace. Very, very no, good no, soundtrack. You you've got you've got uh basically three main tracks. Uh you have Battle of the Heroes and Revenge of the Sith, you have Across the Stars in Attack of the Clones, and you have Duel of the Fates in Phantom Menace. What else do you have there? You have like the parade in Phantom Menace, but yeah, it's and you not got like the you Empire, the, which the had trade, like seven trade themes. Federation theme, and you've got, uh, you know, like uh, I could cite, I could sit here and cite a million <laughs> songs all day. <laughs> the, but, the Empire Strikes Back alone has like eight fucking themes. No, actually, you know. I, for sure, like the the Phantom Menace has a lot of good tracks in it. One of them is better than like Anakin, Anakin's theme and the, the flag parade and Trade Federation and uh, Duel of the Fates and. I'd say there's nope. five or six really good tracks in that film. Phantom Menace has a couple, but two also, and three across, don't across have the stars, any. Across the Stars might be the best or second best Star Wars theme ever. You're wrong. No. You're objective. And you, and you agreed with me until recently, because we've had this discussion before. So it, It's not the second best. There's no way. It's up there. It's up there. It's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, it's not that high. Your opinion of it is being colored by the horrendous movie that uh, is attached to it. I don't think it is, because I'm looking at Han and Leia's theme is, like, so high up there. It's better than Across the Stars. Imperial March is better than Across the Stars. The Force theme. I Actually, I disagree. I, 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 I think Han and Leia is my personal favorite. Okay. Across the Stars, I would put number two. Wow. I think I think those are the two best Star Wars themes. I, Imperial March is great, but it doesn't have the emotional impact. Man, but it but it's so fucking, it's so important. Yes, it's important. It's probably the most recognizable. I don't I don't give a shit about what's the recognizable. I, I I what I care about is the quality of the music, and Across the uh. Stars is is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Wow. I don't even know you anymore, man. It's a shame we can't play clips of any of this for our audience. <laughs> and you're, you're just arguing about song titles that even I am barely familiar with. Someone's yeah, going to put the music behind it, right? We're going to get an outside editor. 
Let's uh Sure, yeah. Someone at Disney who can yeah. get away with it. Someone at Disney <laughs> is gonna let us put their music into our podcast. More than likely, they're just nobody's ever gonna know. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Here, there, everywhere. The Grabber. <laughs> the Grabber is an extendable gripping apparatus that allows you to operate doors, pick up products at the grocery store, and even steal your truck without touching any of those nasty, filthy surfaces. <laughs> the Grabber is engineered by Peyton Maxwell, an American hero. Just listen to these testimonials. Doris Kensington had this to say. I was afraid to touch anything at the Rite Aid. Who knows what germs are all over everything? Then I got the grabber. Now I'm 100% fully and totally immune to everything. <laughs> and Fulcrum Hamilton said, <laughs> Peyton Maxwell is a goddamn patriot. An American hero. He's got six service medals. Wear star-spangled pants. You can't go wrong with Peyton Maxwell. And according to Clark Gravies, let me tell you, Dr. Peyton Maxwell is a saint, patriot, <laughs> and a truly humble, God-fearing American. No one alive is more dedicated to this great country than Colonel Peyton Maxwell. <laughs> and no one alive is a better human being. God bless Pete Maxwell. Finally, Strom Thurmond III told us, <laughs> I've never held a product in my hand that felt better. This thing gives me vibrations, golden vibrations of pure American courage. The kind of courage that will reform the tax code. <laughs> the kind of courage that will rid us of those godforsaken money-grubbing corrupt unions. <laughs> Peyton Maxwell is your man. It grabs stuff. The grabber. <laughs> Paid for by citizens for Peyton Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Colonel Peyton Maxwell. Well, that's a quite a resume. It <laughs> <At> grabs stuff. <laughs> oh, grabber. <laughs> <laughs> Who couldn't use a good grabber? Hey, grabber. I hardly know her. Oh, that was the quickest bell ever. <laughs> and one of the most deserved. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Uh, hey. Hey. So you got you guys hear about this uh, space, uh, this space. Uh, I have heard of space. <laughs> no, well, Mike hasn't because nothing is actually space. But this uh, space is this, a lie. This space oval called like the Wiggy Wiggy Wiggy. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I the don't Ugo, actually. I the, have no idea what you're talking the, about. It's this uh, this this shape that's been uh, shooting through space. It's, it's like it's the a we shape that's shooting <laughs> through space. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the it has Ugo, no mass. Uh, it's a two dimensional <laughs> shape hurtling through space. <laughs> it's, it's, it's this oval shaped uh, like meteor. Are you talking about a, a muamua? Yes, a <laughs> That's like, this is like this is like two years old. This story. 
but but they just had new news on it where really? they were yeah they were trying to figure out uh hey like they they had a an, a hypothesis where they said well i think that this is made out of like hydrogen or something but then they determined that if it was from this particular point in space and it is made of this it would not have been able to make it as far as it has so they're back to square one as far as like having no idea what this thing is so basically spaceship probe is on the table at this point. Well, I mean, but but that's yes. I mean, that's the thing. Is like it's so. So weird the news, that, the new news, as you put it, is erasing yes. old news. Yeah, the new news is without well, replacing we, it with new news. I, we still I have that, no idea what it is. I wish that we had seen it coming so that we could have studied it because it is. They're still studying it. It's they're, very they're strange. Saying, well, they, they're studying the remnant, the, the what you know, the, whatever they have left from the data as it passed through, but it's gone. I mean, it's right. long gone. This thing is. But it like, was it. It was accelerating, right? That's in, the, a, that's, in a way that's that what's so strange about it. It, it. The path of it uh, was not what you would expect from an extra solar object. Actually, I think it might even might even have been. I guess it was just an extra solar. Um, so essentially, from out of the solar system, an object that uh, you could generally predict the path of this kind of thing. Like it should be bent, you know, right. it's by by the by the sun in a certain way and its velocity should be affected in a certain way. And I guess it wasn't, I guess it was, Hang on. What, what's it called again? Umuamua, which I think means scout in uh, and, Hawaiian. And fuck you for me being like, it's called like a wiga wiga. And you're like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you mean a muamua? <laughs> like, of course that's what I meant. <laughs> There's nothing else in the world that sounds like that. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this would be like, like a, like a new thing. That's why I was no. I was confused because okay, you know, I see. but also like wiki 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 or whatever the fuck you said <laughs> it was is not the, a little that's, little, that's, little, the, right? that's the onomatopoeia of scratching a record. <laughs> <laughs> it is, which this could be. This could just be a scratched record flying uh, through. No, but I guess space. okay. So it's huge. It's cigar shaped. It's cigar uh, shaped. Yeah, it's a very strange color. Uh, it's like just very dark, shiny thing. It came through, but. Earth still has humpback whales, so it left. I don't see, <laughs> Thanks, I don't see the problem Trek. here. <laughs> well, it's, it's just very... I, I don't like it when we don't know things. And, <laughs> and, and it will, especially things that are shooting through space at like 190, like, thousand miles per hour or some shit. And, it, and astronaut or NASA scientists are like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like that's that concerns me. Usually they're like, "Oh, it's a comet. Oh, it's an asteroid. Oh, it's a meteor." They're like, uh, "We don't know what the fuck this thing is." Yeah, yeah. It's mean, scary. There it's better things. that they tell you that they don't know than make shit up, which is what for sure. Every yes. other system Country. we have in place does. <laughs> no, for sure. But it's still scary. So yeah. So it, they it, should know. The important thing though is that this thing, this thing accelerated as it left, which is super. Nothing else does that. <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's extremely... Sean, don't lean on your desk. I'm not. You're still unless, shaking the mic when you laugh. Am I banging? I'm sorry. Unless it's extremely shiny. It'd have to be like super duper duper shiny. To reflect the lasers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a George Lucas design. No, but essentially, yes. Like to, to reflect the sunlight, right? So that it's getting a push on its way out from the sun. With like something the, like a solar sail, which which would suggest that maybe it's not natural, which is scary. I I, I think it's great. I don't think I don't think it's scary at all, Sean. You said you know because nothing else does that. We don't know that. 
We don't. We don't that's we true. We don't know anything sure. about the universe, man. We've really just explored the tiny part that we're in. We know. Yeah, this we could, know dick this, all. This thing uh, could. We've barely explored that. Yeah. This I mean, thing could come through as far exactly as Mike's the way concerned, that it, we've never even been to space. <laughs> yeah, this well, thing could. We no, haven't. It, yeah, yeah. It could People. come through like clockwork every, you know, two hundred years, and we wouldn't know about it. Right? Uh, it would take we, at at that kind of incredible orbit. If that's what it is, it would take like a like a million years. I'm, I'm mean, just saying that like two hundred years ago, we wouldn't have been able to even see it. So, no, yeah, like, not we, at all. Yeah. So we'd have no idea to know whether or not it's a regular. Right, because it's not. It's not like a comet in the traditional sense where it's got like a tail and it's visible. You know, like uh, giving off some kind of and you want luminosity as it as it uh, traverses. And even knowing that it's a regular occurrence, uh, I mean, look at look at the shit people talked about the last time, not the last time, but uh, when Halley's comet came through around the turn of the century, uh-huh. the previous century, there was hysteria that. The comet was going to kill people. I would have been one of those people. Yeah, you're the Fucking problem, short. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you're the problem. <laughs> I, that's not the first time I've heard that. It's but taken I, almost 70 episodes, but we finally addressed <laughs> the point. This this has all been an intervention to tell Sean <laughs> that he is the problem. No, I, but, I, it's but a I think very, that's a very warranted. long, polite intervention. It's very I'm sorry. British <laughs> style. I think, I think it's warranted. I think that if there is something like, you know, this mile-wide object that's traveling faster than we could ever fathom that could potentially impact our planet, I think that's cause for concern. Maybe not hysteria, but I think I'm not in the wrong to be well, concerned about it. Are you t- you're talking about, the, about Halley's Comet? Either one. Either one He's of them is a large object that I would not want to impact the planet. Yeah, but I mean, we can... We, we know, I know we Haley's know. comment, we know its orbit, we know that it's not going to hit us. I'm just saying that when Joe was talking about 120 years ago or whatever, then I, I could understand being afraid of that if you no, don't have the data. No, scientists knew that it wasn't going to do shit. Well, then that's stupid, then. I agree with you. Then there, there should not have been hysteria, if we knew. But yeah, we also, if we didn't know, then, you know. We also know that, that Oumuamua isn't, it, 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 this is not like a, like an orbit. That's, that's right, how we can determine that. through. It, yeah, exactly, yeah. because of its, you know, trajectory, velocity, etc. It's vector, as it were. So do you, think, do you think it's most likely just some weird phenomenon that we have never seen before? And so, you know, or do you think that it's... Uh, well, most I, likely, a, yes. A, I, think, I think it's a thing, probably an ordinary thing, that was influenced by a force that we didn't notice because we suck at space. Because we can't measure it. And it, that changed its tra- trajectory, and we saw it... We saw how it moved, but we didn't well, see what moved it. I, I unfortunately, we're just never going to know because we didn't know in time that this thing was coming. So we weren't able. We weren't really able to look Only at. Only we carefully. had some sort of time so I hope, machine. I hope, that, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that next time we can we can see something like this coming and actually, you know, study it. Yeah, Fast I mean, and the Furious. Because now it's just it's just raising it's just raising questions. Like until we see something else like it. We're not going to have any idea what it is. Sure. You know, it's just 
not going to happen. I and that's that's just the nature of space, Sean. I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. Well, but but that being said, everything else that we've seen, we have been able to say, oh, it's like that. Oh, it's like that. It falls within the realm of our understanding. To where we can say, oh, this is similar to what we saw before, and it works within the system that we understand. But this is an object that acted differently, it behaved well, differently. Sean, you're, I think you're, forgetting, you're forgetting that that uh, that wasn't the case 100 years ago. 100 years yeah. ago, sure. everything sure. that we saw was weird. You know, like right. we... You see a cat and you're like, "What the fuck?" Right. My anxiety would a have been through the roof if I lived flying back through space. That would be really weird. <laughs> uh, that would have been a catastrophe. No, but I, I, <laughs> I hope it's aliens. That's all. Yeah, I'll say. That, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, I maintain that uh, I I think I think a, a species advanced enough to come here would do a better job evading us. Well, if, I don't. If that I don't was think their right. intention. I don't. Unless they had negative. If if it were up to me, my opinion, if it, if it were aliens, would be that it was it was a very rudimentary probe sent into space by a civilization not terribly different from ours mm. that that died a hundred thousand years ago, and, and we've we'll got this we got this relic from that civilization that's traveling at a. I'm sorry, but 190, as you say, 190,000 miles an hour, that's fast, but it's nothing. I thought when that's it comes what I read. To, you know, but, it's, but it's not, that is not an advanced technology. No. Okay. That's, that's, not, uh, that's, that's like, not what you would call galactically No, quick. yeah. I, I would say it's something, at best, similar to what we can make now, coming from an ancient civilization. Absolutely. Which is cool. It's pretty neat, if it that's the case. It is cool. I mean... Space is kind of a cheat. There's so so little friction that as long as you can keep accelerating, eventually you'll get as fast as you like. Yeah, you'll yeah. you'll and you'll you'll go as far as you possibly can given enough time. I mean, it's. I just googled it. It's 196 thousand miles per hour. Yeah, which again is is uh, fast by terrestrial standards, but it's not it's not unthinkable. No, yeah. it's it's like. <clears throat> Nothing even close to what you need for interstellar travel in a you know uh, a lifetime in a life in multiple lifetimes. Yeah, you know, so it's you gotta not go a lot faster if you want to start right. trekking up. Right, so it could be could be I a mean, relic. It's not even remotely warp one. No, it's not even close. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure I put it in just, the term Sean understands. We're we're talking it's, like what like sunlight. one like 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 <laughs> one percent of it. I, I seriously, yeah. like a very, very small fraction of warp. Say that. Say that we. Uh, where do you guys stand on this? Say that we did catch something in time. Say that we saw something like uh, Automatopia that was headed towards towards Earth's orbit, and we could intercept it if we wanted to. Would you just observe it and watch it pass by, or would you like launch sh- some shit at it and? I would launch see, some see shit. See what at you it. got. I mean, if we had time to prepare a mission, I would do that. Why would you not? Okay. Yeah, why would you not do that? Why would you not want to study it? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know how far the whole like uh, you know observe and report versus uh, once you launch shit at it, does that interpret what you're doing as hostile? Should you just keep your distance and observe it? You know, from there. It's I didn't our know what the system. protocol was. 
It is. Well, but, but why? Because we say it is because we can't see any further? Because as far as we know, we're the only sapient species in this system. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if we sent a ship somewhere else, we should just be okay with someone wanting to blow us up because we're in their space? Actually, what? yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. so> <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be on any exploratory missions then, I guess. Well, think about it. Think about it this way. You walk into somebody else's house and they take that as a hostile action. Can but you not blame if you, them? Not, but not if you're walking but through their suburb. Sean, also, you said, you said, like, launch an exploratory mission. We're not going to blow it up. You're saying that we, we might, they might think that we're going to, okay? But, yes, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Is if, do you if know we what usually, some do you know shit what usually comes before violence? Some attempt at communication. Yeah, I don't. I think that uh, if if there's anything intelligent on board a vessel that comes anywhere near Earth, that is a situation where they're so advanced that there is literally nothing we could do that would. It would threaten them at all. Threaten them, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And if it's if it's if it's a muamua where it's potentially just a probe from an ancient dead civilization, then there's just no worry at all about sure. about that. Unless the probe has the ability to wipe out all life on Earth, like the one from Star Trek for the Voyage Home. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, that's just a really cool, interesting way to go. I mean, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What would be the you know what are the odds that we would be taken out in uh, in a planetary wide destructive event? The, those those are astronomical odds. Is that supposed to be a pun? <laughs> it was. <laughs> Do you sometimes experience discomfort or pain in and around your body area? <laughs> Do your muscles ever ache? Are you occasionally sad? Well, you may have a debilitating, ultimately fatal condition known as being alive. <laughs> but that's all right, because there's a cure for that. It's called alcohol. <laughs> Copious amounts of alcohol. It turns out if you drink more than the recommended amount of alcohol, the pain, physical and emotional, just melts away. So if you're feeling pain in your in your body or soul <laughs> as a result of being alive, remember to buy gallons of powerful spirits. <laughs> Wine, beer, doesn't matter. They all do the trick. Cheers. <laughs> oh. I'm Joe Morical and I approve this message. <laughs> that is our episode, gentlemen. Uh, with a score of four, Sean. <laughs> it's you again, buddy. You are this week's loser. Four. It's got to it's gotta be one of the all-time great point uh, accumulations. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what's amazing is we were all in fine form tonight because Mike's got three and I've got two. Oh, wow. I have three? So you have three tonight. Lots of bells tonight. It's a bell-heavy episode. That's a lot, yeah. Mm. I have been, and hopefully, we'll see how the alcohol treats me, shall continue to be Joe Morical. I'm Sean Keller, and I approve this message. I'm Peter Maxwell. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, American hero. (laughs) Have a great week. Vote for me.
<laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is he running for? Uh, uh, Office. Uh, School board president. <laughs> <laughs> City comptroller. <laughs> A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? Nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom, and you could be jolly. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. Oh, it'd be so easy to rape a cat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 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 <laughs>